Axing fair pay agreements will shave up to 10 grand a year off a bus driver's salary, according to the union. The government plans to get rid of the policy by Christmas, um, putting an end to half a dozen agreements that are partway through the process. Among them, the hospitality industry, security officers and guards and commercial cleaners. FPAs allowed unions to negotiate sector-wide agreements for some industries. Well, joining us now is Council of Trade Unions National President Richard Wagstaff, who's been involved with negotiating the bus drivers agreement. Kia ora, Richard. Kia ora. So how far down the road were you? Well, we, we had met um, for a couple of sessions of, of bargaining and we had um, basically laid out all the issues that we wanted to address. We hadn't reached agreement on them. Uh, as you can imagine, the last session, in fact, even the first session was to some extent overshadowed by the election and then the um, the the result of the election. So that took a bit of sort of steam out of the process, but we were making good progress and, um, you know, we felt that, um, we certainly feel that fair pay agreements being axed will definitely dash those dreams and aspirations we had. Give us some broad brushstrokes. I understand you've done some back-of-the-envelope calculations. What gains do you think there were going to be for bus drivers? Well, one of the one of the things that we were keen to do was to get a, a, um, a minimum national pay rate. Um, and that rate was something like $30 an hour. Now, many employers were paying that across the region. Um, but um, in Wellington, um, a lot of drivers are only on $23, $24 an hour. So there you're talking about you know 6 or $7 an hour, and you can multiply that by 40 and then 52 and you get, you get over $10,000. However, the, us are claiming it doesn't mean we'd get it, of course. Um, the second point is, is that um, while uh, Wellington bus drivers might not seem to have done so well on their base rate, um, there was no provision in many agreements for weekend, night rates, overtime rates, uh, and um, we think that we would have achieved something in those areas because, um, you know, the fair pay agreement system provided for those things being agreed. So that would have been a significant improvement for people working in an industry where there are a lot of weekends, nights, uh, and overtime worked. So that would have made a real difference to people's back pockets. I want to stress, though, um, Lisa, that when we talked to bus drivers around the country around what was important to them, their hours of work were a really big issue, as much as the salaries, and um, that would have been a big, important area for us to try to do something about the huge split shifts that many of them have to go through and the, the, the length of the day and so forth. So, so working conditions, Richard, as well as money, and I'm wondering why, and people will wonder why, you cannot continue to bargain for those improvements in conditions and pay, even without a fair pay agreement. What's stopping you getting what you want? Well, the problem is, is that not all employers uh, do collective bargaining or do it with any 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 real sort of balance of strength at the table. Uh, yes, there are places like um, you know the Wellington bus drivers are and with with one of their employers they have a strong union, very high union density. But most the majority of bus drivers, um, particularly in industries like you know school bus driving or um, tours and so forth, they don't have collective bargaining at all. It's just simply a rate set by the employer. Now the problem even for employers and unions um, where they're both sort of strong is that um, they're held back by lower paying employers. And in fact, even in Wellington, I don't know if you recall, a couple of years ago, we faced a situation where the employer locked out the bus drivers and he said to us, hey, look, um, it's not that I have a problem with what I'm paying you, it's just that I can never win another tender if I pay you, if I keep paying you this, because my competitors don't have a union, they don't have weekend and night rates and, and overtime rates, and I can never be competitive. So I need to get rid of those things. 
So that's the problem with fair pay agreements that they're trying to resolve is this race to the bottom. Without a proper industry standard, you're always at a disadvantage, even if you happen to have good bargaining in your own enterprise. The minister says, Brooke Van Velden, that she supports higher wages, but businesses are suffering and the best way to get better wages for workers is to increase productivity. What would you like to say in response to that? Well, certainly productivity is a huge issue, but there's no evidence, of course, that industry standards are a, are, are a barrier to that. In fact, in our view, an, an industry approach is, is better for productivity. If you look at our nearest neighbours, Australia, if you look at other parts of the world, the Scandinavians, far higher productivity, far better wages, industry standard bargaining. Uh, you know, they, these things clearly aren't a barrier to achieving those things, and in our view, would help them. We definitely think these things would increase pay. In fact, your own advice has said that, that... Um, uh, they will have uh, the, the effect of increasing pay rates. Before you go, and we're almost out of time, there seems to be still remaining confusion about whether she consulted with the union over fair pay agreements and getting rid of them by Christmas time. Um, were you consulted or not? No. I mean, the simple thing is, Lisa, is that when you're consulted about something, it means you're asked what you think of it and, and you expect it to be considered. While we were meeting with her for the first time and a range of topics came up, including fair pay agreements, at that very moment the government was announcing they're getting rid of them in their 100-day plan. That doesn't count for consultation. And if we had been consulted, we would have brought a lot more information and discussion to the table. For example, today we said that um, fair, fair pay agreement, abolishing them, will contravene the um, European Fair Trade Agreement. We never had a chance to tell her that. All right. Thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. That is Richard Wagstaff, Council of Trade Unions National President there.